1: G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. You might have seen on social media, I've been advertising a YouTube interview that I did with Jamie Soward the other day. It is live now. I highly advise you go and watch it. It is genuinely my favourite bit of content that I have ever done. I've clipped up about half an hour of the two-hour episode here for you guys to listen to, get a little taste test. But I would highly advise stopping this podcast right now and going over to YouTube because there's a number of times where Jamie Soward is breaking down key moments of the Dragons in 2010 and just key moments in rugby league and what he sees with modern day players as you know when we're always sitting at the bar in Bloke and Bar Studios we've got a couple of beers sitting in front of us Jamie a couple of times breaks it down by using those beers as defenders and it is something that you really want to see it's fantastic to hear it no doubt about that but I would highly advise you go to YouTube and watch it so go to YouTube type in rugby league guru it is my most recent video or my second most recent video it might be behind beers and break evens by the time you go there but guys I would highly advise if you've got a spare couple of hours even if it's this week end or whatever, and you're a footy nerd like I am please go and watch this, because I guarantee it'll be one of the best two-hour experiences of your life. Jamie Soward, uh, obviously a player that achieved quite a bit. A lot of people didn't like him throughout his career, but I can confirm an absolute legend and a guy that I've got all the time in the world for, and a guy with a footy IQ that is just off the charts. And I think even if you go and read the YouTube comments, uh, I think you can hear a lot of people, you can see a lot of people, sorry, saying how uh, they've misunderstood Jamie Soward for a long time and just how smart he is. He's gone into the coaching ranks for the Dragons NRLW and I personally think he's going to be very very successful in that sphere so very exciting times for Sowie a legend of a bloke and I was lucky enough to sit down with him for two hours or so and really talk some deep rugby league chat which you guys will absolutely love head to
0: YouTube now to watch the entire clip. I think Sticky it's hard sometimes as a head coach because you're looking after everyone mm. so it's hard to not get your hands dirty but Spend extra time Yeah with, with certain players So Yeah Sticky was very hard on me When yeah. I was a junior And um, I think I'd come full circle When I worked with him in Origin He'd realise that You know I was just never ever gonna be The halfbacks that he'd coached I was always gonna be different You know I didn't Dig the ball right into the line But I could kick the ball a mile Yeah Or I could chip and chase Or Yeah you know, stuff like that So um, Sticky was very hard on me early on And I think if we sat down here now Like it held me It held me in good stead But there were some tough times Where I'd come out of video crying Because I just didn't Understand The game Yeah, I was Undefeated in 04 Grand final 05 Grand final 06 Had played 20 games in that um, And probably The one thing that Sticky does Is he cares Mm. And I can see a little bit of Sticky Coaching in me Like he really cares about his players And Um, Yeah in 05 I made my debut And The next day dad had a heart attack Mm. So Yeah that for me was um, I never really processed that It was Footy like get back to footy And I took a couple of weeks off and Yeah my stepdad took me out to a reserve grade game I think I said something like Man I can't believe Like, What are we watching this for And he's like well do you want to play that Or do you want to play that And, you know, and it took me a while But Sticky really cared for me during that period I think he told me, he showed me a resilience of um, Which is what I try and show the girls now Is like, getting to first grade is really hard Staying there is really, really, really hard And doing your job every week and and trusting you And, you know, I remember him saying like We can't have you in first grade at the moment You set up two tries, you let one in And in my head I'm going, I'm still in the plus, right? Like, you know, but he told me he taught me a toughness and and showed me that I had to be resilient in certain stages. Plus, I had to learn to boss people around. Which, coming from arguably one of the greatest five eights of all time in Freddie and and that crew that he had, it was going to be hard. So I think he was trying to prepare me for the future. In 2011, I had a really enjoyable experience in Origin. Like Stick just came in and said, "How do you want to play?" Yeah, he'd realised that I'd sort of earned my yep. dues and and got that, but. When he brought Freddie in, Freddie actually, yeah, taught me about consistency and strike of the ball and mm. yeah, routine. Yes, yeah, something we take for granted as kickers is getting into that routine of strike and drop and position, purpose, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we did a drill like a runway drill with Louis and um, Freddie. You just had to—it was like thirty wide, kick as far as you could. As far as you could. And Louis just nails ones like 65 metres. Next one's out. Next one's 65. I think he went three for six. And then I went sort of like 50, 50, 50, yeah, plugged down. And yeah, that became the goal of like, right, oh, well, great. You can kick it 65 metres. Can you do it six times in a row? Yep. Can you do it 10 times in a row? Can you do it with the game on the line? Yeah. So Freddie taught me that about repetition and, and understanding other people's positions. Like, Kicking for the winger If you miss by two metres He's wasted 40 metres for you
1: mm.
0: Yeah So he'd do a drill where I remember he put Sam Perrett in the kicker And me on the wing And like It was just appreciation of how hard it, Okay so Sam would spray it And he'd go right We'll see how hard it is for Sowie To kick the ball 40 metres And then Sam would kick Like nail one And I've come through and half dropped And he'd go see how hard it is to run full pelt and, and catch it Yeah So that was all in Freddie's method Was appreciation But The thing about Sticky and and Freddie when they would work together is they'd done it all. Mm. So I was probably a bit overawed of like, holy shit, yeah. Yeah. And then there was a part of me that was like, well, what Wayne got out of me was coaching what I was good at and get better at that. Wayne said, what are the five things you're good at? Yeah, I said, I don't know. He goes, you don't know what you're good at. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm good at kicking. Yeah, I feel like I can run the ball. Um, Yeah, I can understand the game. So just work on that. The other stuff we need you to work on, but just get great at that, which comes out of the Craig Bellamy method. Don't worry about being good at 10 things, be great at four things as a team. Nail those. And nail those. And the rest will work our game around being great at those four things. Mate, I
1: often look back at those early 2000s for the Roosters and they won in 02. I would argue the 03 team was better than the 02 team. Yep. I'd argue the 0-4 team was better than both of them But 0-2 was the only side that won I think 0-3 and 0-4 are two of the greatest teams ever to not win a comp But they were built on brutal defence And yeah, I've spoken to guys like Mini, Chris Flannery And they just said those pre-seasons Were Torture. just off their fucking head yep. Like we'll never see anything like that again Did you go through all of those?
0: Uh, I think the 0-5 yeah. one I did But I was coming back from shoulder surgery um, Rico But like you'd build up the the 100s like, yep. to finish your session. <laughs> like, everyone goes, It's only 5K. And you're like, yeah, but you run it in waves and it's a competition within yourself. And, like, they used to kick off. You'd remember they had the Summer wall. Summer The wall. Yeah. yeah, they had the wall on the kickoff. Yep. So you'd look across and you'd see Morley, Calus, Flannery, you know, that forward, Pat Rickardson, Freddie. And then they, he'd put his hand up and they'd all just move, like, big soldiers into it. So those pre-seasons were really, really tough. But I was a young whippersnapper back then. It was like, how hey, good. Were they
1: um, ES Mark sessions or were they yeah. at Wentworth? Or? Yeah,
0: Wentworth and ES Marks. Yeah. But, like, you go to the Sandhills and, what, I was 78, 80, 90 or 80 kilos. So now I die.
1: Have you been to um, ES Marks lately by any chance? No. Nah. I've just got rid of the big grandstand. Yeah. You know, like, as you drive in, it's all open now. It looks completely different. Yeah, right. Yeah, we well, used to do the
0: um, 5K in 20 minutes on the rower. Yeah, that used to be Sticky's thing, and the four and five, and like four laps of a field in five minutes. And yeah, he right. one day, Sticky, we're doing it, and <laughs> excuse me, Texas, Chris Walker comes late. He gets out of the cab, and like we're two and a half laps in this thing. And anyone that's done a four and five is like, it's hard. Yeah. And Sticky just blows the whistle. Now nah, we're starting again for Texas, but oh, nah, you hear the groans. Texas takes off one boot. It starts running. And he goes, if you don't win this Texas we're all gonna do it again. Anyway, if you came through and you got your time, your reward was you got to keep training. If you missed, you got to go home. So there's like half a dozen boys that have missed their five minutes and they've had to go and have a shower and but that was it was old school then. You could you could tell someone to get, you know what, and and blow up a little bit and you had to take it.
1: Yeah. Who were the guys that when you were coming through that you you watched how they kicked or you watched how they approached their kicking game or little things you took from them that you applied to your own game? Is there anyone that stands out for you?
0: Uh, yeah, so 04, I think it was, um, Gus came to me with six v- VHSs, videotapes for those people watching this that are under 20, um, Google VHS. And he wanted me to study Darren Lockyer yep. for that origin series. And um, I went and watched those tapes religiously And just thought, okay, what's he doing? And I've always thought that AFL is the best way to learn And watch the way they hold the ball And, mm. and when I teach kids now you know, So many of them drop the ball like that Instead of having their hands in front And you watch the AFL guys kick And yeah, you know, essentially you're trying to get your hand off the ball like that so you can hold it in one one hand and shape the ball and then you then when you get really good you can shape it and move it and all that kind of stuff and torpies you hit out of the inside or now we see the inside torpy which i think's a useless kick but you know i would kick a torpy out of the belly so when i started studied um locky i got that there. yeah when i studied locky i just looked at how quickly he got rid of the ball and how he dropped the ball drop punt and i started building off that so that when we had that scrimmage against the blues gus gave me free reign chip chase you know i kicked to i got luke rooney um from the old 20 meter tap where you could kick and i got luke rooney and freddie blew up and it was probably one of my best memories (laughs) like because i just remember like gus just said there's no you've got no limits here because usually when you do an opposed what happens is the first grade team goes a little bit soft. They need to get, and then someone makes a line break, then they start tackling it, right? So we did that, and then we'd chip and chase. I think we scored a try off that. And, and like we were a good side, the 0-4 flag side. But I just watched Lockie, just the way that he shaped the ball, the way that he got rid of it early. So I learnt a lot of stuff off him. And then because I was a student of the game, you know, I'd watch Joey and I'd watch Brett Kamali go to the line and yeah, Jason Taylor to a certain extent the way that they went to a line and and opened up a lane for themselves and by a lane I mean you know if you have if these are your defenders and you come across and I'm I'm sort of got the ball and I'm coming across here this guy's going to put pressure on this guy might hang back because he's got to stay out that's your lane to kick in or sometimes I drop someone underneath to try and get to this lane to open up but if I kick it back too far here, I'm going to kick it into someone or the trap and scrap. So, yeah, watching those guys like Kamali um, and Thurse well, I always
1: and, think Kamali's the king of kicking into lanes.
0: Yes, yeah, he was and,
1: the absolute wizard at it.
0: And yeah. because he went right to the line and, and did that, he um he was able to do that. So, yeah, finding lanes and and you look at that series in '04. Yeah, the kicking games back then used to be super important, right? So, then you get your education about how, when, why. Who, what, you know. which comes with experience.
1: And I, as I said before, I think that period between you know Kamali, Lockie, Freddie, Brent Sherman was another one had a cracking kicking game. Yeah. Like there was some of the best kickers of a football were Scott around Prince. in the early two thousand. Fuck, Princey, yeah. Joey, obviously, yeah. there was some of the all time greats during that period. Um, what about the guys you watch now? Who are the guys you enjoy watching now as far as their kicking game?
0: Um, I think. Like I admire the length and height that Mitchell Moses gets. Mm. I think the way that he goes about his kicking game at times, I I still don't think he kicks early enough. I reckon no one kicks early enough, but I think he at times could probably use his game management more and use that big kick. I don't know how many 40-20s he's kicked, but over the last couple of years I wouldn't say it's, it's in the top one or two. Um, I love watching Sherry Evans. I was
1: about to say, DCA is the perfect example
0: of that. I love watching Sherry Evans. The way that he can manipulate a game and it's a bit old school. Yeah, it's a bit like he'll kick from his 30 when they're... I love when you see
1: Ches on his 30 or 40 and push the dummy half out of the way. Yeah. No, this is the moment. I need it right now.
0: Yeah. And then then, um, you look at Nathan Cleary and the way that he does it as well. I think that's... Yeah, Penrith are so good across the park that... At times I think they rely too heavily on him mm. to kick him into position versus kicking early. Like again, you know, those three guys are probably the standouts. Adam Reynolds is a genius. Like he he's short kicking game, his understanding of when he goes to the line and he does that little chip, I don't think I've seen anyone better with a touch that with that chip.
1: I've said a few times this year, I genuinely think there's an argument of him being the greatest kicker of a football. Ever. I reckon he's right up there with the very best of them. What are your thoughts on that? Oh,
0: do I give myself a wrap? Nah.
1: <laughs> um, I, to, to be fair, I with think, here or not, I would have you in in that top realm as well. But I just think, I think that the
0: way that Adam Reynolds... But and the what makes him so good? So let's let's take away strike. Mm. This is what probably gets him over the line is, it's his understanding of what the game needs... So you can be the best kicker in the world. And I think this is where Nathan and Mitchell still can grow. What kind of kick do we need here? Do we need the seventh bomb into the corner in a row? Yes, because that's what the coach is. But if I'd gone two plays earlier, I might be able to get a repeat set. (laughs) I might be able to turn Sivo around or turn these big wingers around earlier. To be able to go down there and instead of getting it on our 40 or our 30 we get it on our 50 because we amp up defense and it sends a message to the defensive line as well like boys i'm in control here yeah you know, sometimes we see kickers they wait wait to the last and you're like that's so boring yeah but when you're in control you dictate how the team's going so i think reynolds yeah you're right he is um jt was was great um, Cameron Smith, he's understanding, Cronk. Yeah, you know, we we forget some of those guys, but in the the last sort of six seven years, yeah, you know, definitely Reynolds is up there. Not just because of his um, strike, but it's his decision making. He just always knows what the right kick is.
1: He just he understands every moment. Yeah, that's right. Takes it all in. Yep, perfectly.
0: You but mentioned- decides that in from yeah. dummy half to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I tell young kids all the time, and probably my biggest gripe with. With the game right now is Too many young guys come into grade And It's the last tackle Oh shit It's the last tackle I better kick Oh Well if I kick it to that corner It's alright because I've done what the coach says Sometimes Take yourself out Of the set Still get your back row as the ball Still get your front rowers the ball Play four Sherry Evans Step up kick Yeah that's That's the art of being a good kicker Not necessarily kicking at a mile or the understanding of when, what, and who, and all that stuff is what makes Reynolds and Cherry Evans great, which is why they've done it the longest.
1: I also think, looking on the other side of the coin, shits me to no end. You see so many guys on last tackle now, as you said, they get the ball 40 metres out, you know, the wingers drop back, full-back's there, they get the ball in last and they just kick it. If on fourth tackle they would have looked up and there was three men, what do they do? Do they kick or do they take the they run it. They'd run it off. But, you look, but you, same situation, but just the pressure of it's last tackle – and guys just go to water in that moment And yeah. don't back in their ability To be able to, you know, zing a five on three
0: Because they've looked there yeah. You look there And you look there Then You know where the ball's coming from yeah. right. We know where the dummy half is So for me it's like look up, look up Okay, oh shit, oh, Sebo's gone Righto, you ready? Look, Gaz would The thing about Gaz was he always wanted the ball before, I, before he left he always wanted the ball So I'd just go zing And it was the wrong time When he came back in town, it was like you'll get the ball when I because I'm in control, and he'll probably say that like he didn't it wasn't oh five shimmy shimmy whoosh gas, but it was a better all round for the team, yeah, which is why we won. So you're right, they just get in there, they go last holy shit, I'll just kick it there. The coach will be happy, which is once again comes back to what I said before that all chips in
1: mentality. Yeah, if you get it wrong, it's last tackle. What the fuck you doing? You hand the ball over on the forty meter line, but you've got to have the mindset to back your ability. To be able to take that on.
0: Well, if you kick one out the full, like, I kicked one out the full in 14 against the Roosters at the SFS. Mm. Warrior Hargraves pressure, I come from the wrong side and, like, we hear, (laughs) everyone goes, oh, you've got to be on this side because you're a left footer and on this side you're a right footer. No, I won the comp on the right side. It's about getting yourself in position. It's not about what foot you are. It's about mm. getting yourself in position and understanding that my job here is we're against, we've got, we're pushing shit up a hill. I've got to get myself in position to get us a good kick. So I can't be caught there. I can be here or I can be there or I can be anywhere, but I just can't be there with pressure on me. And I got one wrong and we are at Hargraves and the whole crowd went up and all that shit. And I was like, I smiled because I just went, you idiot. You just failed to prepare for that set and you got burnt and you, you risked it. And then the next set I was prepared and we, we ended up winning the game. Cracking game, that one. Mate, it was – well, Roosters had won the comp 13. Yep. And we, we were like the Cinderella story of injuries. We had a shitload of injuries. Um, Will Smith was my 5'8", which is why I blew up that the Tigers weren't playing him at 5'8", when he was in their stocks. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's such a tough footballer, but he's a footballer. He's old school. Yeah, He'll razzle-dazzle. He'll, he'll make some mistakes, but he wants the footy. And then, yeah, we had like Brent Kite, Chico, um, Dallin Martini. It was funny. The preseason 14, um, I kicked the footy and it and it was rolling dead, rolling dead, and it just went dead and Dallin gave up on the chase. And Dallin's a good Christian boy, like he's yeah, you don't swear around Dallin, right? And I baked him. Absolutely baked him. You look back to that play. I just said, mate, don't give up on the f and play. You never know what that f and ball can do. Blah blah i Went off and we right right' like, No, 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 no. He somehow flicks the ball back in when it's in the stands, yeah. and Dean Vare scores, and it's like, oh, that's what you mean. I'm like, yeah, mate, you can do things I can't. I can do things you, you can't. can't
1: together yeah. we can do things i was going to talk about that that play because i i quite often look at a guy like adam reynolds and, and yourself you're the same everything looks so perfect all the time but sometimes it's your unorthodox kicks that like, like that kick looked ugly. it looked disgusting <laughs> it was putrid. but it was in the right spot at the right time just to force the roosters to make a bad decision well it was
0: so gus um gus had a massive part of my career yeah he coached me my first week Uh, My first try assist was because of Gus The plan was to pass out the back off a tap Cross kick field to um, Joe Monaghan And then, well, sticky switch But Mossy was there and Mossy scored Um, But Gus had tipped me up He said, Mini hates coming around to get the ball So he'll always charge Everyone knows the great highlights of kick comes down, Mini charges onto it, runs back But if you find ground He always has to come around to get it so if you go back and watch that game, I kick one close to the sideline and Minnie slides in and sort of half, you know, gets – I think he got the ball and then went close to the sideline or we may have even put him into touch. So the next time down, it's not a great kick, but the purpose was for – Minnie was our position to try and get him to come around and get it so we can throw him into touch again and he just gets our position.
1: It's that sort of shit that I feel like kickers nowadays don't know about their fullbacks.
0: Well, they don't watch footy, man. It's cool not to watch footy now. Like, my wife, God bless her soul, watches eight games with me every week. Yeah. And sometimes we sit there and we realise when it's a shit game. But, yeah, when I first met her, she loved footy. She loves footy, mate. Like, she would sit here and she might not watch many podcasts or listen to any shit that I talk about. Yeah. She'll probably listen to this. Good. <laughs> Someone will. Someone will. All the over 30s will because they'll find this interesting. But – it's cool not to watch footy now, mate. Yeah, Me and you could sit here literally for days mm. with a case of bloke and we would just talk about, yeah, the greatest tries. Cliffy Lyons, I someone asked me about Cliffy lines, I said, scored the greatest try ever. Oh, what do you mean? When he handles it three times oh, no, in the ninety ninety Kangaroo Tour. You haven't seen it? You've got to YouTube mate. Come GT, on. Back on the inside. Yeah, back on um. the inside. The kick, you know, like this. Yeah, it's 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 a weird time, man. You know, they just, there's so many other options out there and, um, you got to love the game And Ricky Stewart taught me that I was out watching my brother Play Gridiron Yeah And and that used to be Because back in the day like You preps your own time Wayne taught me that So you do whatever you do To get ready And I went and watched him play And Sticky said Did you Rang me I'm like Ricky Stewart Did you see that from Lockie And I went Huh No I'm out watching my brother Play gridiron He's like you should be at home Watching footy Blah 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 And I went Saw it two ways At the time I went Mate relax Like I've got a game tomorrow i do my own prep but the other part was like am i watching enough so from that day dot i was like yeah i can take time off but i've also got to make sure i get my study in yeah and i wasn't a great i was a shit trainer i wasn't fit and i didn't do a lot of self-reviewing video because i'd already watched the game three times so i didn't cut a lot of stuff that was when it was starting to come in with analyzer yeah. but I just have this uncanny knack and, and not being arrogant Or anything like that Is that I could watch a game Or I could watch a team Similar to yourself When you watch a kid play now You can see their style Yep It's just We've watched enough footy I can see their style I can break down a game for you Fine
1: But it is going to be interesting In 30, 40 years time Where are those people going to be? Like, There's just There's not we'll enough to be old around anymore. We'll be old yeah, yeah 100% But I mean We're not going to be around forever Nah and, and I'm
0: teaching the girls now Like the girls' game is exploding and we love it, right? We absolutely love it because there's a part of us, and I know you'll appreciate this, is there's that little bit of element of, of rarity about it that we saw as 16-year-olds. We played, there's not as much structure. It's fast-paced. You yeah, know, there's still girls looting their skills, so there's going to be mistakes and there's also going to be amazing bits of skill that just happen. You go, how'd that happen? The ball's going to bounce and there's not going to be three people who've, preview that they know where the ball is going to bounce it's going to be a bit of a lottery right so i'm teaching the girls that um to be professional if you want it to be professional this is how it's going to be yep
1: one of my good mates now i absolutely love the bloke he came in here in the pre-season jackson hastings he's one of us yeah I'll be sitting there on a Saturday and at fucking 5.34 he'll send me a message about I play the ball or about yep. this because he's watching everything. And I remember when he signed with the Newcastle Knights, he was sitting there. Yep. When it all happened, he was sitting there. And he literally said to me and Maddie about – and like he didn't know he was signing Newcastle. It came up in a, yep. in a week. And he spoke that day straight away about how he was going to utilise Bradman Best yep. and how he hadn't been utilised properly and just the way he was going to get the ball and whatnot and just watching how that's played out to the point where Bradman Best now – plays Origin, yep. off the back of who's his halfback on that edge, who's actually unlocked him and utilised him properly. It's just that little shit I worry about that we're going to lose in our game because there's so many less Jacksons around nowadays. It's not even funny. Well,
0: firstly, we need a group chat, so you'll have to start that. <laughs> okay, um, <yeah. laughs> but the, the thing I, I like about – and I, I reached out to Jackson because I think I see a lot of myself in him mm-hmm. my older years in terms of um, – yeah, we probably said and did things that we probably look back on and wish we'd handled differently. But our yep. ego probably got in the way a little bit, and and I had that with Hook. You know, I didn't know what ego was until Hook came, and then I was out in my ass in London, and I yeah. retired. But working with him as a man, and you know, I credit Hook to what I've been able to achieve in terms of after footy by taking that ego out and realizing that stuff. And I look at Jacko, and I just think like, um. He's got so much footy knowledge and understanding that at times he forgets to worry about himself. Yep. And there's other times where he probably is himself too much and doesn't get other guys involved. So, yeah, what he's been able to do with Bradman this year is, is understand and take control, back to what we said. You need the ball, Bradman? Yeah, okay. What does the team need? And how do I make that split decision? Yeah. Katani Staggs and Reynolds Staggs, would you say Staggs is having a good year? Don't look at your super coach?
1: Uh, not really, to be honest. Herbie
0: about. Farmworth's playing better. He, he's the strike centre at that yeah. club. So yeah. Ezra is understanding that they can play to that side, whereas Katoni Staggs is more drops, double drops, you know, second phase sort of play back of the field. So, yeah, you know, for, for Adam at the moment, he's got to understand, and he's probably working on it, is... You can't just throw the center of the ball anymore mm. you've got to work and manipulate and all that stuff but the other part of it is that they know they're in for a battle when they face Katoni. they've got to be strong defensively and they can't let him skip on the outside so they stand to the outside all the time
1: mm. so how
0: do you m- manipulate that because everyone does video yeah. how do you manipulate that and get him involved so the times that he looks really good is when he's come back in on an angle skims back across and then you play and you've got ezra walsh and farmworth on that left hand side i found sort of t-
1: t- talking about a strike center you obviously had mark Gasnier return in 2010 and i did find it interesting the amount of times you got to use him turning him under yeah something i really noticed towards the back end of 2010 which was never really part of his game in the early parts it was all getting the ball as quickly as he possibly can shimmy shimmy then yep. he'll do his thing but it was something that i noticed that especially Darius would quite often turn him under as well is that something you guys identified with him that was better to utilize him or is that how teams were defending him or yeah
0: i think like i said when before gaz left you know i was very much oh my god that's my Gaz you now just yep. getting the ball this is his club you know i wasn't insecure about my position in first grade when he came back i was established in first grade and in the competition mm-hmm. so i understood that when we had placed his side he'd be i mean in that tiger semi-final they kept coming up and in. And the first half, I don't think you touched the ball. Um, so second half, you know, he just said, you got to throw it. you got to trust me. Like Lockie's – Lottie is not even looking at the intercept. He's just – so we just went up and in. Chris Lawrence, yeah, you know, we threw it and we played. So there's times like that where I think Gaz matured in that, where he was able to say when he needed the ball versus when he wanted the ball. But Darb's um, – Drew and drop plays and and all that kind of stuff was because Gaz is big. Well, if you stand next to Mark Gazner, he is big and strong and fast. So, again, if we're talking about, um, yeah, on an edge, you look at the way that's Gaz's centre – once we'd played and the guy had chased out, the half started to chase Darius. We're trying to not work on this area. We're trying to work on this area where the half has left the back rower who's made 35 tackles and had five carries, six carries, seven carries. So we're trying to stretch that gap. So if he overchases, now we've got a front rower with feet. Yeah. So instead of working on people that train for feet, we get Gaz back in here and change of angle as speed. Plus, the other side, if, if it was Darius that wasn't there, we could just instantly go to that left hand side, which was like money. For two years, Brett Morris scored 50 tries, I think, and it was just money on that edge. on that edge. You're the greatest winger ever? Yes. Yep. Name another winger that longevity wise reinvented himself so many times. He played fullback. He was fast, lightning fast, could score tries. Defensively, what he did at the Roosters in 2019, or I think it was, was unbelievable.
1: He's on my short list of unluckiest guys to not win a Clive Churchill medal that night for the Roosters. Yeah. He was incredible. Jack White won it for his kicking game. Who took care of his kicking game all night? Brett Morris. Yeah. And. The thing about, I would argue the Raiders win that grand final if there was any other winger in the history of rugby league on the, on the right, right wing for the Roosters, is that
0: not? Well, I think sometimes, and you, you can have an opinion on this, we don't give BMOS the credit because he wasn't big. Yep. So we, we look to the big, and there's been some amazing wingers, don't get me wrong, but... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're
1: looking in the wrong place.
0: The way that he'd kick return, I mean, he, he would burn
1: if you. If you were to argue he's not the best winger ever, I don't think you could possibly push back on him not being – like he's the most consistent winger I've ever seen. Yes. And there is no questions. I, I won't hear any other names. No. No, no questions whatsoever. No. Can I ask you, mate, when I look back at your career, I'm interested to hear what your moment is, but if I had to pick one moment that was like a general play kick, not a, not a conversion, not a field goal – the kick that stands out to me is to gaznia in the grand final.
0: I want to hear you break it down because there's there's some technical stuff that's really right, And there. you know what? <laughs> I, I'm
1: pretty confident they're above my head. But I just remember as soon as that ball left your foot, I just remember thinking they cannot defend that. Yeah. That only ends one way. And you do not see it very often where a kick from you were probably, I would say you're about 10 metres to the side of the left, yep. stick, left side of the sticks. You, it's very rare that you see a ball like if I saw that ball kicked like that by a guy on Friday night, I would almost go, Oh, it's going in the middle of the ingulf. That's a shit yeah. kick. But it was so perfect that the Roosters couldn't do fucking shit about <laughs> it. And even the angle that Gazney is able to catch the ball, it you don't know, like there was only ever one person that was able to catch that ball and it was Gaz. Yeah. Was that worked on in the weeks yes. leading up to it? Yeah. In the week of. Yeah. Week of we thought it french. Jump over to Rugby League Guru YouTube to watch this entire episode. It goes for about two hours. As I said, I genuinely think this is some of the best rugby league content you will find in the Guruverse.